aliens hadn't counted on was Derek. Watch out, aliens! Here comes Derek! The bastards have landed. Because this is Slashers, a horror movie pod. No, it's not a horror movie podcast anymore. Shit! A show <laughs> where we discuss movies and more for those who love horror. My name is Jake, and with me, as always, are my esteemed co-hosts. And I'm debating re-recording this intro, but I think I'm going to stick with it so everybody knows what a fucking doofus I am. <laughs> to my left, the witness to so much doofusery on my behalf is Chad, producer Chad. How are you today, my friend? Fantastic, especially and, after watching this movie. Oh, so good. Jimothy, the gym turn. How are you, sir? I'm great. You're back with much aplomb. People have, have celebrated and heralded your success, so we are glad to have you here. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Originally, you were going to be our gopher bitch, who is just going to be in charge of like making... Gopher is a term in Hollywood. They use it <laughs> like, go for this, go for that. Nothing okay. to do with Richard Gere's ass. Don't worry. And so that was originally your plan. And now you are one of us. Google gobble, one of us. I am Jake. Did I say I was Jake? I did. Usually. Usually I do. <laughs> My name is Jake, and with yeah, okay, I did it. I did it. You did. I played it back yeah. in my own head. So, boys, this week is bad taste. Did it leave a good taste in your mouth? Hey yo! Oh, it totally did. Turn it on its head. What do you think, Jim? Definitely, it was fun. Let me ask you a question: Is this the favorite movie that you've done on this show? No, I think Eight Legged Freaks was really more more fun. You watched that movie like three times in a week too, so I I mean, that speaks. Yeah. To, that's a testament to that movie. I think just the quality of Eight-Legged Freaks put it on top of this. Okay, that makes sense, because this was like filmed on what, like 16 millimeter or something? Yeah, yeah it was. And so, there's no audio. For, right. Yeah. Yeah. But very close. It's very close. I have to say, I have defended, and a lot of people have come out of the woodwork to support my love of Eight-Legged Freaks, I guess our love of Eight-Legged Freaks, because like the special effects, when you consider how fucking old they are, they're, fifth, they're old enough to have a fucking learner's permit, and those effects hold up pretty well. Yes. But the effects for this... I mean, Jesus Christ, he made them in his mom's easy bake oven, for Christ's sake, people. <laughs> That's why I love it so much. Lower your fucking standards, Jim. Have a fucking conscience. <laughs> Have a fucking conscience, you son of a bitch. <laughs> You have to watch all the episodes, even our content on YouTube. That's a reference. That's a callback, as they say in the biz, to our Midsummer Scream episode. Ooh. Ooh, wow. Ooh, la la. I like to tra la la. Isn't that a weird? That's a thing. Internet yes. thing? That's old. Yes. That's e-bombs. Sure. Isn't it trollolo? 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 Is that that? Yeah. You want my trollolo? I don't know. Uh, whatever. I am not that nerdy, okay? I'm pretty fucking nerdy, but <laughs> not that nerdy. Oh, I, the saddest fucking thing. One of my friends on Facebook had a shirt that said white and nerdy, a clear reference to Weird Al, and somebody called him a racist. Huh. I'm like, okay, I guess Weird Al is race. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh, I have a thesis that I've wanted to pitch to you. Well, it doesn't make sense because you haven't seen Blood Diner. Yep. I haven't, and you still haven't, right, Jimmy? Nope. Well, we're gonna have you a keep saying party. we're gonna have a viewing party, and I have it on Blu-ray now. My wife was very thoughtful when it came to my birthday. Anyway, Ooh. for the the fans, I have a thesis, which is that all fans of Blood Diner love Weird Al Yankovic's song Albuquerque. I'm not necessarily pontificating or offering that all fans of Albuquerque love Blood Diner, though slightly different if that makes sense so if you like blood diner let us know if you love albuquerque by weird al and if you've never heard it you do yourself a favor and listen to it on spotify or whatever fucking thing <laughs> let's move on shall we sure i feel like i'm rambling now i have it in my head because my coworker was like you talk too much and i was like oh sorry 
I'm very excited about this movie. I was telling both of you goons that I used to own a some kind of DVD that was geocoded and it was the wrong country and it wouldn't play in my PlayStation and I had no means of actually watching, but I've owned it. I don't know where that DVD is. So at one point, probably about a decade and never actually got to watch it. And so it was built up in my mind. This was this rare cult genius, the guy from Lord of the Rings and my one of my all-time favorite movies is Dead Alive or Brain Dead, depending on what you want to call it. And this movie still lived up to the expectations over a decade's worth of anticipation. And I've never seen the other one, but I'm Dead quite alive? interested. Yeah. Motherfucker. I know. Wow. You haven't seen it? No. Dude, this is so up your guys' alley. You guys like sit there and circle jerk over Army of Darkness. <laughs> yeah. I, Peter Jackson actually <laughs> talked about when this movie was in production is when Evil Dead came out. And so he talked about that being an influence on him. I think Evil Dead 2 as well, but whatever. Point being, you can see the similarities between Sam Raimi and Peter Jackson. That's not by happenstance. They're very, okay. very cyclical. So Chad, I understand you have some trivia there, my friend. Oh, I think we all do. Yeah. One of the things I thought that was very interesting is that it took him four years of filming this movie on pretty much one day on the weekend. Like every Sunday, he would go film for four years. Could you imagine? No. And his crew <laughs> was his actors. So if one guy would call out, they basically would be like, no, we can't do anything. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. There was one time where I think it's the guy who plays Pete or his name is Peter. Anyway, he was in like a pub fight the night before and he calls Peter Jackson. He's like, hey, sorry, dude. My face is fucked. Can't make it. And he's like, no, you really need to show up. We need to film. Yeah. And he shows up and his face is fucked. He's got a poofy eye or whatever. So they only shot like wide establishing shots of him because they couldn't do any kind of close up work, but they didn't want to waste a whole week. I would have been like, let's use that in the movie so we don't have to do makeup. I'm honestly pretty surprised they didn't. Yeah. I just bit my tongue really bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Use it. <laughs> oh, I'm going to spit blood so that people on YouTube can. But come on. How easy it is, is it to just like stage an alien fight or him get punched or something? And then you're like, boom. But then you have to have it consistent throughout and you uh, have to recreate the. For four years. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine that? Right. Which this is one of the things we talked about, how it's very cohesive, even though it took four years to film crazy yeah. and fun fact no script when we get to the statistics about who wrote this nobody wrote this <laughs> peter jackson said in a symposium in germany that i watched which is actually quite good he was like yeah we never wrote anything down he never fucking storyboarded either this was all in his head could you imagine keeping track of four years worth of footage <laughs> he was talking about this this blew my mind so when he was doing the initial edits on the film originally this was supposed to be a 10 minute short so he can learn how to use his new 16 millimeter camera. He keeps all of the film in the cans and he keeps like a mental log of everything. He rents editing equipment. He makes an hour long version of the movie because he had no fucking idea how much he had because it was just all jumbled in his mind. And then they're like, oh, well, we might as well make a full length feature out of this, right? Crazy. Yeah, it's insane. Jim, do you got any trivia you want to? Barry didn't shave before his first scene. So Jackson tells him not to shave to keep the look. So for four years, he could only shave once a week or so to keep the stubble consistent for four years. <laughs> Crazy, right? Yeah. It's dedication. It is. And like uh, we were talking about this, Jim, you didn't notice until IMDb that Peter Jackson plays not only Derek, but Robert. <laughs> yeah. Beardo, no Beardo. Or reverse. No Beardo, Beardo. Right? Yeah. I had, I had no idea. And he's interacting no with either. himself on screen. <laughs> When, when they catch Robert, they're dangling him from a cliff, which he actually dangled from a cliff with no support 
No harness. <laughs> He's literally just hanging from his leg on a cliff. That was one of the things I, I mentioned in my notes was that the acting in the very beginning is is like you can clearly tell that they're talking to nobody. Like there's no one there that they're <laughs> acting to. Well, that's because it's the same fucking person acting to himself. Yep. Probably a year or two apart or who knows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At that point. Yeah. He has completely no beard and completely beard. Well, I want to know about Jackson now, though, because he had full on beard. Oh, they're months apart. His filming was completely separate when it came to each character, <laughs> so which crazy. is it blows my mind. And having to like reset drastically. Peter Jackson said, movies are a medium in which you can get away with murder. You can show anything you like and it's safe and harmless and nobody gets hurt. What do you think of that? I think that's pretty good. Yeah. This is a guy when he was a child. He took his parents' Super 8 camera. He dressed up all of his friends in World War II costumes. They made trenches and they had a war movie. And the way that he made muzzle fire for that was poking holes in the film so that when the projector light was going through, it would look like a muzzle flash. That's so cool. That's how fucking deep this guy goes. I mean, it blows. This whole thing is a testament to like great filmmaking and just innovation and so much cleverness that it made me stop hating Peter Jackson for The Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> I had a really long talk with my friend last night when we watched this. And he was like, oh, well, you know, I read the circumstances of it. And basically, you know, Guillermo del Toro backs out and he comes in and they give him no extra time. So, yeah, I give him a pass. I'm like, fine, Greg. Nope. Still yeah. no. Nope. I haven't finished it, so I don't know. Oh, really? I don't know, but I don't want stop? to. Second one. The third one was unwatchable for me. I'm sorry. That's the worst part of the book, so I can't imagine it's going to be better. It was just so long and boring and blah. What do you think, Jim? I can't remember anything from the third one. Exactly. Uh, very little. <laughs> I remember, I think, the ice fighting scene. Yeah. That's the third one. Yeah. Ice so. fighting? Yeah. yeah. Well, they're on like a frozen river or something. But oh. Like the training of Batman. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember that. I vividly remember that shit. Where Raish Al Ghul, yeah. not Raj, you Raj. fucking uninitiated. Raish. <laughs> okay, moving on. Yeah. Oh, have I ever told you what my drag name would be? Inform me. It came to mind because I said Raish and it reminded me of racial tension, which I think okay. is a hilarious name. It would be Ashley Away Camp. Oh, how do you find out what your name's going to be? I came up with it because I'm super clever. Oh, and I didn't I have know a if dig. it was like one of those, like, it's the first street you lived on and the... Oh, God. And the name of your, <laughs> and your, your, name of your fish. Pet? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to put you on the spot like I always do. In the back of your mind, I want you to be thinking of your drag name, horror-themed drag name. Oh, horror-themed. Come on, dude. We're a horror show. <laughs> a horror and more. Blah, blah, blah. I think I might have to change that intro. Jim, do you have a drag name? It could be anything. You, I'm not going to limit you to no. horror because you're not just a horror guy. <laughs> Okay, we'll move on. <laughs> I'll ask my uh, friends that do drag to give me a name. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Have them bequeath you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should use that. Find a way to put bequeathing into something. Because you know how you bequeathing. <laughs> <laughs> One of the cool trivia things that I came up across was there was a scene where they run over an alien in a car. But they didn't have a car mount, so they pretty much put a guy on the car holding the camera. And as they're driving, they hit a wood stump that they didn't even see. And it pretty much stops the car. The guy flies off with the camera. Camera's not messed up. And the guy's fine, too. And all he said was, we ain't doing that again. Yep. <laughs> One take. How fucking nuts is that? The amount of luck. Yeah. Just reading that gave me like, oh, God, think of the liability. I'm an attorney. <laughs> ah. Craig Smith, the victim, 
worked for the IRS, which basically means he should have died. <laughs> Taxation is theft. Am I right, boys? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is going to be an interesting election. Let me tell you. I was talking to my friend about other friends about politics that they have and we don't have. Yeah. Why? Rough That's, it's, And it's not even there yet. That's going to be rough. Oh. Jim, it's your turn in the round robin of trivia. So all the guns were replicas made by Peter Jackson out of like pipes and shit. Wood. Wood. And pl- plating and stuff. And they looked great. because They I, did. I could recognize every single weapon pretty much. <laughs> yeah. The like the World, World War II submarines. Yeah. yeah. The AK-47. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And so do you know how they actually did the gunfire? Uh, this is why you need to watch the show on YouTube. Ready? I just... <laughs> <laughs> and so they just shook it and they added with Foley artists, our sound guys, they added the sound of the gunfire and they added muzzle fire. But it's literally just grown men on the weekends yes. dicking around, recording something that's going to have no audio because the 16 millimeter Volex camera has no audio. Going, blah, 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 which is makes it so fucking funny when Derek Does goes, it for real. Blah, 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 and the guy's like holding his stomach like he's getting shot, yeah, and then he's like, so "Wait great. a second, <laughs> oh, you got me. You're up to your old tricks." Oh, I don't know. We're going to. I'm, I'm, there's so much like this. One of the reasons I want to do this is a treasure trove because, like, Peter Jackson is this artiste, right? And so he documented everything very well. Like the the symposium I watched had a, an accompanying slideshow. Hmm. This was four years of his life that was like very well documented, very well put together, very linear. When you think about it, like Chad said, it's fucking chaos. They're just spitballing it. I remember doing improv in high school. I, I did a four year improv. You guys would be like, <laughs> what the fuck happened to his brain? Oh, I can there. barely keep one bit going for an entire episode, much less four years. Yeah. Who did uh, Craig Smith play? He's the IRS guy. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Well, he's the victim, so he's the uh, the collector. The collector, yeah. Okay, because it was a very interesting part of the trivia too, where this guy was in the film. He gets married to a very uber Christian wife. Ew. Who doesn't <laughs> Who doesn't want him to work on Sundays? So they're like, okay, you're not in the movie. And then he gets divorced, and they're like, all right, come back. <laughs> I thought it was because she didn't approve of how gory it was. Both. 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 And so here's another part. If you look at the structure of the film, he's completely written out, right, when it comes to him being murdered in the original draft, and then he comes back just to do research. And he's such a minimal part that they're just like, oh, you're our friend. We're not <laughs> bitter about it. We'll put you back in this fucking movie. Like, it's so weird. And just imagine like the tedium of keeping track of film cans from four years ago with your friend. That's crazy. Fuck that. Yeah. No, I can't even <laughs> do it with my phone with the footage we take. Seriously. I was looking through our drive earlier. <laughs> yeah, right? And I, was to, fuck. I was trying to find the videos that you guys were uploading for like the green screen stuff. And I was like, I have no idea which one these are, which one they're talking about. I really want to watch it. But I can't freaking find it. Before I started, there weren't even folders. They were all just video files. <laughs> and I was like, what is going on? Well, we didn't do video before you, Chad. <laughs> even the notes. Everything was like all I was the only place. one who took notes. <laughs> okay, that's true. <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter. It was my... <laughs> Brian sitting there with his like long hand writing. And you see like scribbles and little drawings. And then there's Jake like meticulously making sure his indentation is perfect. <laughs> As if anybody's going to read my 500 plus pages of notes from this show in less than a calendar year because I'm obsessive and compulsive. Hey, if you're on Patreon and you want those notes, I'll send them to you. Fuck you. We're going to put them in a book. (laughs) I'm going to sell them. 
with my I'm going to write notes about my notes and sell you those. How about that? Fuck boys. <laughs> Ken Hammond, a newspaper advertising consultant, died 23 times in the film as various aliens. Oh, that's cool. Can you imagine that? That's what's that fucking Tom Cruise movie? Live, die, repeat. What's that shit called? Uh, yeah, live, die, sci- repeat. Sci-fi Groundhog's Day. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. what this is. <laughs> Fuck. You got another one? No. Now I'm thinking of that title. What is it? Oh, oh forget it. The interesting part was the vomit. Oh, so nummy nums. I wanted they to try it. it. <laughs> so originally it was yogurt. It says yogurt, cornflakes, and something else. And then he, Peter Jackson's like, "Hey, you fucks, thicken this up." And he leaves and he comes back and he tastes it again. He's like, why does it taste so fucking bad? And everybody's complaining it tastes so fucking bad. Why does it taste so fucking bad? Because the crew goes into the fucking garden and takes a bunch of dirt and puts it in there without telling anybody. That's great. That's awesome. Like, again, as an attorney, I'm like, oh my God, negligent infliction of emotional distress. But they just dicked around and got it done. Oh, that's amazing. Isn't it? It's even better than they didn't tell him and he just tastes it. Yeah. That's like what we would have done. For sure. Drink up. I think Chad should make this for us and bring it oh, I'll next totally week. Make it. Can you we make a pass, vegan version? Yeah. Pass around a bowl. Is semen of, vegan? Really? <laughs> it depends if the animal gave it willingly or it's taken by force. And if any uh, antibiotics were used. I don't want you having drippy dick and putting that in my cereal mush with dirt. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. So I've got a fun one. All right. Let's hear it. So the original VHS had the alien flipping the bird. And in the US, it came with an extra finger to be glued on to the VHS <laughs> case to make it so the alien was doing a peace sign. Oh <laughs> which gosh. is hilarious because if you know your history, V for victory, the backwards peace sign is still flipping you off in England. So it's still just as bad to other people. But I've actually seen the cutout. It's very funny, like how weird it was. But if you look at a lot of them, they're just cropped. So you can see a hand with like a slight finger, but not a real. It's weird. <laughs> Could you imagine being the guy in charge of marketing this movie? Oh, what the fuck? Do you, where do you start? Like, there is nothing like this at the time it comes out. So it's just like, throw it against the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. If you're high at home, uh, you'll like it. <laughs> I would love to see you on weed. Uh, no. I think it'd be hilarious. Because I think that you would slow down to a pace where we wouldn't know if you were like conscious or not. <laughs> yeah, no. You're I'm the good. most mellow person I know. It would just be like a sloth. Yeah. But I don't know. It'd be amazing. A sloth who has like trippy dippy ideas. We'd be like, hey, man, is reality real or is it fake? And you'd be like, I don't. F- why would you think that? We're living reality. Uh Huh? Terry Potter, photo lithographer and workplace, kind of Afro hair guy with orange tank top. That's my note. I don't know why I put it at the beginning. Jackson's mom described the crew as, quote, a really nice bunch of boys. And after filming, she would give them baked beans on toast. What? So much so, yeah, dude, she went and got a crate of baked beans because it was something cheap she could feed them. And at the time that they were recording this documentary called Good Taste Makes Bad Taste, she was like, oh, yeah, I still have a bunch of beans left over. And she was like sentimental about the beans <laughs> that she would feed these idiots over four years. Is that the cutest thing you've ever heard of? <laughs> wow. Kind of want to adopt his mom. Think she's dead. Sorry. <laughs> You're up. Impress the fans. Mm, I don't know. Jimmy, go for it. Jimmy. So... The blue car that they're driving. I Do you know what the, what those are called? I've seen them in like British shows. Yeah, I want one. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I saw there's a whole thing on it. So in- if you haven't seen the movie, it's if you think of a car that has another part coming out of the top and the guy is standing up driving and he's looking through the window on the top and then down below, there's like 
the actual windshield yes. that nobody's, I guess you can sit in, but that was Peter Jackson's actual car. Oh. And it, the van was also his van, too. That's the van. That's all right. That, oh, that's is, the, that van. is the, the blue van. van. Duh, yeah. I'm sitting here like, yeah, sorry. I'm trying to look it up because there was a whole thing about him using that in other movies as well. That brand of car. Sorry. Keep, Chad, distract the people while I try and Google. I'm terrible <laughs> at this. Yeah, because bad well, taste on Google. You know how many fucking things come up with those two generic ass words? Oh, yeah. Duh. Another thing I thought was interesting <laughs> that there are no females in this movie except for the voice in the very beginning. It is a boys club. Thames 5 CWT van. Oh my God, I want one of those so I bad. I found it. It's, it's a great. Ford. It's a, like a Studebaker. And yeah, and apparently another film C like insisted on using that brand of car. So this wasn't a deliberate choice by Peter Jackson. This wasn't like the thing where they're like, oh, the menstrual blood, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know, it was basically like he didn't know any women because he was a <laughs> dork who was recording 16 millimeter film with his friends on the weekends <sighs> and didn't really have time to get out to the pub to meet ladies. So he just found his workmates and they didn't have gals working in the lithography department. Fair enough. Uh-huh. Sue. So, oh, yeah. In 1983 is when he bought his 16 millimeter Bolex camera. Originally, this film was called Roast of the Day. And the whole joke was that the tax collector, charity collector guy was the roast of the day. He was the meat for the alien. And the whole camera, it's literally a wind up camera. So you would take it you'd crank the side and you get like 30 seconds of film at a time. So the thing about it, you can't have those long static shots when you're hand cranking, which is one of the reasons why this film's editing is super dynamic, right? Yeah. It doesn't feel dated like a lot of movies from this time. No linger, all motion. Sounds exhausting. Yeah. Well, he probably had one really strong forearm, which paid off in dividends because yeah, he wasn't meeting ladies at the pub. That's why mine is so, yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget my mom reading my seventh grade yearbook. And this kid, Amir, put, ooh, such big, strong forearms as a clear joke that I was cranking my chain. (laughs) And my mom was like, oh, look how nice. Who's this girl, Amir? And I was like, first of all, it's a guy. And second of all, he's making fun of me for jacking off because I'm a fat loser and nobody likes me. And my mom was like, that's nice. I got a nosebleed in that same yearbook and smeared blood all over. And I was like, "Ah, I'm okay with this. And I have no idea where that is. Fun fact. Oversharing about my life. <laughs> oh. I remember Amir. Yeah. Is yeah. That, there's probably only one. I yeah, there was only one. I was like, from where we went, school. I think I, even I know. <laughs> yeah, we grew up in a very <laughs> sheltered area, but I'm still liberal as fuck. I have the credentials to prove it. Moving on. <laughs> Peter Jackson made his own crane for the camera, made his own steady cam. His steady cam cost $20 New Zealand, $15 USD to make. When you compare it to like $20,000 for a real steady cam, and he, you know, he acknowledges it's not without its faults, but there's some great footage of him in that documentary moving around with it. And it's super cool to see this guy who's like legitimately proud of like, hey, I reverse engineered this out of pictures I saw in a magazine. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like I can't do that shit with the resources that we have now. Yeah. <laughs> I have no fucking idea. If you gave me, I, I like to think about that a lot when people complain about technology. I'm like, okay, let's take the smartphone. You're in a cave. You have nothing. How many generations until you can make this smartphone, even if you have the schematics? Well. Molding plastic, creating circuit boards, using electric energy, because you have to create all the stuff, the tools to make it, right? Exactly. And here's this fucking idiot who is on his part-time fucking around in his mom's kitchen making all this cool shit. I am useless. (laughs) (laughs) I talk into a microphone. That's 
That's why our unless YouTube has blown a, up. Right. Unless there's a YouTube video telling me how to do it, I'm not going to be able to do it. that. <laughs> podcasting is so oversaturated. There are podcasts about podcasting. They get more listens than us. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> That's how much we suck compared to Peter Jackson 30. Wait. Yeah. 30 plus years ago. 32, 33, whatever. <laughs> Moving on. So when they would use the camera crane, the armature that they had created around, you couldn't look through the viewfinder of the camera. So, quote, we would just aim in the general direction and hope for the best. <laughs> How adorable is that? Yeah. He's the guy who made it. Right. So he could have changed the design, but instead he's like, nah, fuck it. I It'll like work it. out. <laughs> Wabi Sabi. It's perfectly imperfect. <laughs> anyway. They got so used to it, I bet, that it worked every time. Hell Yeah. He also said in referring to the special effects, quote, keep them as simple as possible. And I was like, you're the guy who did King Kong. Mm -hmm. You did Lord of the Rings. You did that dumb fucking Hobbit movie with ADD where people are cartwheeling in the background. <laughs> like, this is the same fucking guy. Yeah. Does that blow your mind? Treacherous snake and how he changed. <laughs> Give me another bit of trivia. I think you've got all of... Oh, here's one. It's kind of hard to follow, but the film was the reason that a film board of review in Queensland was disbanded <laughs> in Australia, right? Yeah. So it was in Australia. So when they released the film, it had already censored it a certain amount and had been approved by the New Zealand Film Commission. And for whatever reason, the Queensland film board of review didn't want to, they, they didn't want to release it at all. Completely banned. Yeah, so what? So because of that, that like people like revolted over it, like workers, and and eventually led to the Queensland Film Board of Review being dis disbanded because of how they they treated basically fucked everything up. Yeah, and it, what's nuts about that? Even England, who's like notorious for banning shit in its entirety, let the movie stay in completely, no edits, and yet Australia was like, no, you can't do this. And then eventually they're like, oh no, not only can you do this, but also your little review board. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Take that, Nancy Reagan. <laughs> Suck a dick. I've always wanted to do a rebuttal. You know, uh, why am I even asking? Yeah. There's a song, Bullet, from The Misfits. And You'll it's learn. singing to Jackie <laughs> Kennedy about sucking up the blood and brains of her dead husband. And I've always kind of wanted to redo it with Nancy Reagan, specifically about her views on censorship. Doesn't matter. Why am I talking to Chad anymore? Jim, it's just you and me, and he's going to chime in whenever he so well feels. <laughs> you know how the machete scene was filmed? So there's the one alien right before Peter Jackson gets it in the throat who gets a machete to the face. They just took a machete, and or like it's a piece of metal, and they cut around the face. They put it up to the face, and then they just took a straw with some blood in it and <laughs> blew through it, and just that's how the blood came out. <laughs> there was no impact, but that's what you can do with Foley art where you make the <laughs> sound and then you're like, oh, my brain's like, oh, yeah, I saw it go into his face. No, you didn't. Yeah. You saw a static image with a sound effect and some spurts. <laughs> Love it. The mallet that they hit the dude in the head with. What do you think that's made out of, Chad? Hmm. Tinfoil. Dick cheese. Actually. Oh. No, sponges. It's made out of a sponge. <laughs> I kind of want to do that with like a, a Mjolnir. Make a spongy one. Okay. I used to have a Mjolnir that shot like a dart. Why? It's supposed to be like lightning. Okay. Like, it would make a cacao sound. My dog loved it. That's what I hate about all those Marvel toys where they're like, Batman's shooting all these guns or Batman's whatever. Not Marvel. And you're like, what? Batman's oh, not Marvel. Yeah. DC, sorry. You lost your nerd privileges. <laughs> I meant any Take comic off those book? glasses. <laughs> of anybody that should know it is Chad. It, yeah. So I'm extremely disappointed. Well, right now. I meant to say any comic book character where they like have Superman who drives a car and you're like, why? 
Or Spider-Man <laughs> with a spider buggy? Yeah. Love Why? it. <laughs> it needs to happen. That needs to exist. Oh. If only so you can make fun of it years later and be like, what the fuck was a spider buggy? Yeah. Anyway. Which is in Into the Spider-Verse, if I'm not mistaken. But that's a different episode <laughs> of a different podcast that doesn't exist yet. We move on. They made the rubber head. Uh, well, we'll get into that. We'll get it. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave some trivia to sprinkle in through the narration of this episode. How about that? All right. Buck they uh, made a lot of references to other movies. Oh, like E. T. Oh, with the glowing fingers. Yeah. What else? Star Trek, but more of the show, which is awesome. Also, the show of Doctor Who. Doctor Who. You'll note that they didn't reference Star Wars because it sucks my butthole. <laughs> my pink every episode. Butthole. Moving on. <laughs> I realized I was singing a song about my pink puckered butthole and I just said it again. Why It sounds so much worse when I'm saying it. I'm going to hear it in my own voice because then I have to edit this. I'm going to have to hear myself say pink puckered butthole at least six times now. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness me. I'm so profane. What other references? Anything else? There are a lot that are like implied to the genre, but not like right. specific movies. Like Ozzy's basically Rambo. Yes. Yeah. So the aliens were made with foam latex that he sculpted. So Peter Jackson... We're going to be doing an episode on Face Off, which I'm very excited about. And I got the pleasure of talking to Sig Neutron, the two-time contestant and all-star winner. And he loves this movie. I can totally see why. Because I'm having this vision of Peter Jackson molding with plasticine, which is like clay, and doing the exact same process as Face Off, but in his mom's fucking oven. (laughs) Literally, the shape of the alien's heads had to be flattened in the back so that the mold would fit in his mom's oven with no YouTube tutorials. Right. And <laughs> and this fucking guy inlays wires to have an articulating mouth. He inlays balloons so that the head and the temples can flare. Dude. And who the fuck had done that before? Yeah, that's insane. Before Peter Jackson, he didn't have a Peter Jackson look at him like, I'm going to steal that idea. In 2019, <laughs> I'm like, you know, that's a pretty clever idea. I might do that myself. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Uh, he used his mom's cake mixer to mix the latex, and his dad had to convince the caretakers of the manor that they were working at, the Noel Steel, that the premises would not be damaged anyway. And originally, they thought this was going to be used for three weeks, not four years. <laughs> but they described them as lovely boys who always put stuff back where it was supposed to be and like were just dreams to work with. And I know you're thinking, but they blew up that house. <laughs> and it flew off into space. We'll get into it because I'm cryptically leaving trivia. Ba, 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 ba. Anything else, fuckers? I have some more. But, okay. It debuted at the 1988 Cannes Film Festival and it won a Gore Award in Paris. And basically, his dad said before it went to festival, pretty much prepare yourself for failure. <laughs> basically, he was like, the odds are really bad. So just take it with a grain of salt. And he said, basically, for you to have worked on anything for four years and finished it is a huge accomplishment in and of itself. Yes. Agreed. I think that's awesome. And oh, his mom was very surprised by the amount of gore, but took solace in the fact that Peter said, quote, there's a laugh with every drop of blood, mom. (laughs) (laughs) And that is the episode. We're done. No, I'm just kidding. I have a whole bunch of notes on the symposium, but I think we're just going to go into it and I'll just pepper throughout because I'm not doing the slay by play. Jim is because we suckered him into it. Chad and I are taking the night off. We're going to jerk each other's other's off. Jerky, jerky. jerky. (laughs) Statistics. (laughs) Budget, $30,000. $17,000 put in by Peter Jackson. The rest of it from the New Zealand Film Commission. Gross, $150,000. $150,000. 
it's very hard to analyze correctly because of limited releases in other countries. It never got like a widespread release in the United States. So to calculate the gross is not really accurate. I'm just going to warn you. Opening weekend, the New Zealand release. Competition. Throw mama from the train. Ah. Then the next week, batteries not included. Okay. Eddie Murphy Raw and Leonard Part 6. Leonard Part 6, the Ooh. Bill Cosby spy movie. Nope. You ain't know that shit? <laughs> nope. Oh, Eddie Murphy Raw, obviously, you know. I've seen I mean, all like, the other ones. So crazy. And then in the United States, it released June 16th, 1989. Its competition the week of was the Great Outdoors and Red Heat. Yeah. Pretty significant competition. But then the next week, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? So I ask you boys, Ouch. having seen this movie and out of those movies to pick from, which do you spend your money on? Do you spend <laughs> it on Bad Taste or any of that bullshit? Any of that bullshit? <laughs> I'm a big Who Framed Roger Rabbit fan, but I can't, after seeing this, I've watched this twice in 24 hours. Like, I am dead set that I'm like, yes, I'm watching Bad Taste. I mean, unless Jessica Rabbit's taking her top off. I mean, what's the point, right? <laughs> I'm not bad. I was just drawn that way. Yes. <laughs> so I think I have my I, answer I would for you guys. see Bad Taste. Jim? Uh, I don't know. Great Outdoors is pretty funny. It, it, is, it, it is, is good. It's classic. It's great. I won't judge you for it. <laughs> It's two against one. We win. Anyway, the <laughs> runtime, 92 minutes. It's easy. It's pretty easy. It's beautiful cover girl. Am I right? Yes. Jim, mm-hmm. support me. Very right. I need your tender support. Yeah, I think we talked a little bit about it where it kind of started out a little bit slow and then it picks up like really, really fast. Which I think kind of helps. Yeah. This movie was really made in editing because Peter Jackson saved the vast majority, I think three quarters of the money he received from the film commission went into post-production. Yeah. And I think that it was a very deliberate choice because when the shit hits the fan, you're like, holy shit. Because as soon as Derek busts out the Uzi, (laughs) it never slows down from then on. Yes. Jimmy and I were talking about it and we were like, when it first started, we were like, this is going to be a long movie. Yeah. Not just how slow it was though, but like the quality obviously got better. Yes. Like minute by minute. And I was, I mentioned it in my notes. I'm like, this is so weird. Like, why did it start off like a guy, <laughs> some kid in high school? And then it all, like by the time they're shooting shit up all the time, it, it's like, well, this is considerably better. Right. But well, obviously, because it took four years. <laughs> Take anything that you do. Imagine if you spent four years playing some video game. If you couldn't get like a headshot or a perfect score, you need to give up. And basically, Peter Jackson never gave up and he won an Academy Award, so who gives a fuck? Directed by Peter Jackson. Did you know he owns one of the HAL 9000 faceplates from 2001 A Space Odyssey? Hmm. No. Saw it on uh, Andy Adam, Adam Savage's show. Is that the guy's name? Yeah. Yeah. They were like, oh, look at this. And they'd have no idea what they're doing. They're like, does it pop in? Does it screw in? I don't know. They're holding <laughs> this piece of fucking cinema like history. And Jamie's, or Jamie, Adam, whatever, using his like cell phone light to light it up. And they're just kids. They're so excited about this piece of plastic. So adorable. Is this a new show? He does it on YouTube. Uh, YouTube. It's actually great. It's pretty great. I'll yeah. have to check it out. Yeah. He makes like a bunch of cosplay stuff and everything. It's and cool. he goes to conventions and stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's not an angry curmudgeon like his walrus co-host used to be. It's just that he could like <laughs> make anything is kind of like what the show's premise is. It's pretty cool. Tested. Oh, okay. Which you want in a YouTube series and in a sexual partner. Tested. Nah. Ew. You Gets never wore a condom? Is that true? That is true, my friend. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Blows my mind. <laughs> anyway, in his 2004 Academy Awards speech, 
Jackson referenced bad taste and meet the feebles, saying that the Academy had, quote, wisely overlooked them. <laughs> meet the feebles we need to do. It's got puppets and murder and drug use. It's hilarious. Okay. Written by no one. As I mentioned, no script, no storyboard. Just like, oh, I'll figure it out. Week by week, too. Right? <laughs> so I, I cannot. I could. If you put a gun to my fucking head, if you asked me what I had for breakfast on Sunday, <laughs> I would not know. <laughs> I have no fucking idea, much less what I filmed 52 Sundays in a year times four, 200 plus Sundays ago. We have no idea. digital files of the green screens that we did with thumbnails, with thumbnails. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, hey, we even have the movie to reference. We're like, what was this that we're making fun of? Oh, yeah. And we play the clip and we're like, we have no idea what we were thinking and where it goes. And we're all sober. And yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> That was like a week ago. Oh, God. Ugh. Are we ready to get into nicknames? Snicknames? Prick names? God, God, we're such a tight little butthole of a unit. <laughs> Terry Potter, <laughs> you're a wizard, Terry. As Ozzy and third class alien, you'll remember he's the guy with the mullet and the red tank top. Kind of want to call him Frank Stallone with that hair, but uh, we could also call him Rambro. But the one I want to call him, Brock Sampson. Brock if you know your <laughs> yes. Venture Brothers, you'll recall Brock Sampson has the tattoo of the angel from Led Zeppelin. What does this motherfucker have tattooed on his arm? An it's angel? the same fucking guy. <laughs> I didn't find a lick of anything on the internet that said that was intentional. Mm. Right. I didn't search that hard. I mean, I did put bad taste in quotes and I put Venture Brothers and Brock Sampson in quotes to make sure it didn't... <laughs> But nothing. Okay. Basically, it was people making fun of Venture Brothers tattoos saying they were in bad taste. That's what the articles I found were. So <laughs> are we okay to call him Brock Sampson? Sure. Do you like that? Yeah. That's basically the only one I'm hellbent on. Okay. Does it have to be Brock Sampson or could we just call him Brock? Brock sounds fine. Okay. Pete O'Hearn as Barry slash third class alien. You'll remember he's the guy with the goatee and the radio and the magnum. Okay. The guy from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Okay. What do you want to call him? I don't know. Jim, it's your turn. Goatee boy. <laughs> I was going to say beard guy. Beard guy? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Five o'clock shadow. For, for four fucking years. Yeah. <laughs> Call him, what is it? Harry's Razors? Free plug. Dollar Shave Club. Free plug. Woo! Reach out to me. Slashespot at gmail.com. I'm taking all of it. Peter Jackson plays both Derek and Robert, so we need to come up with distinguished names for both of them. Can we call him Peter Jackson for Robert? Because that's what I did in my notes. Okay. I had him as, quote, Robert, because I was like, what alien? What self-respecting alien calls himself Robert? <laughs> Just do Robert. Yeah. We'll call him, him Peter Jackson. And what do we want to call Headcase, where he's got his brain leaking out? He's also got a chainsaw. Ash from Evil Dead. I mean, there's so many. He's almost like Leatherface because he's binding his head together. Yeah, it's so weird. because He's, so he's like a nerdy badass. Yeah. Like, he's never, yeah. like, super cool. But he's still doing all the cool shit. I don't know what to call him. I think I was gonna say Leatherface because he literally wears skin at the end of it, but that's it doesn't it doesn't mesh. I'm gonna call him Headcase. Headcase. Okay. Just because Perfect. he's holding his brain in. Mike Minute as Frank. Back in the New York Minute. Suck it, Brian. I'm gonna sing as much as I want to. Third class alien. <laughs> he's the guy who you recall is smoking all the time. So basically we could call him truth. Because of those commercials where it's like, hey, smoking is bad. Did you know smoking is bad? Because smoking is bad. And even I, as a straight edge guy, is like, I get it. <laughs> Move on. All right. I'm done with that. Anything else? So what was it? Truth. That's what truth. the ads are. That like, There's actually okay, statistics yeah, that imply truth. that people smoke more because of those ads because they're so annoying. 
<laughs> Craig Smith as Giles, third class alien. He's just him as the collector. Yeah, I like it. it. Sounds so profound, but really, he's just a doofus who runs <laughs> around. Ken Hammond as third class alien. Costa Boda as a third class alien. Doug Wren as Lord Crumb. He died during post production, so the voice of Lord Crumb is actually Peter Veer Jones. Hmm. You never know because all of the audio is overdubbed because I think Peter Jackson estimated that only 5% of the audio was actually recorded in camera and they would have to rent a camera for that for dialogue scenes. Oh Everything gosh. else was the 16 millimeter and had to be dubbed in post-production. It kind of seems like it. Crazy. The YouTube clip is like off with the right. <laughs> with the audio and I was like, oh, this is so strange. <laughs> really? The, the version that I watched was not off at all. No? It's a lot of like, I think the sound effects mainly. Oh, like when he picks his brain up off the <laughs> off the rock, like, but oh. it, it seems to like come late or early or yeah, it was very strange. I'm really tuned into when somebody's voice is not matched up with their oh. lips. Yeah, bugs the hell out of me because I use my Xbox and I used to have like my that going like pass through for my sound system, and every now and again it'd be off by like milliseconds, and I've, it would just drive me crazy. And I'd be like, "Do you notice that?" Well, I was like, "I've I don't notice anything." <laughs> I'm going to fucking kill the thing. <laughs> well, that's the way I am with any kind of like record skipping. Oh, God, how old am I? Yeah. CD skipping <laughs> or buffering now. My wife is like a fucking oh, yeah. saint for dealing with me being like. Ah! <laughs> but I didn't notice like any of the voice when I found out that it was all dubbed over. Like I was like, wow, that's pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good for the voices for sure. And you can be meticulous when you have four years to do it, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. So, shall we get into the recapitation for this bullshit? Yes. Which means that we're giving it to Chad. Chad, what happens in this movie? Refresh these people's recollection before we walk them sensually through the happenings and goings on. Aliens arrive in a town, kill the town. Eat the town. Eat the town. Government sends in the boys. Not to be confused with the Amazon Prime series. Which is fabulous. I, I finished reading the first fabulous. Omnibus. It sucks. So I'm just going to watch the, the show now. The show's great. Just watch the show. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the um, Yeah, so they send in the boys and they clean up the town. <laughs> Literally, like with mops and stuff? There actually is a scene if where they use a mop yeah. to clean up. So <laughs> that's kind of... But yeah, that, a very capable job. Good job, Chad. Oh, thank you. You get a C plus. Okay. Which is above adequate. That's, that's I, I don't want to step on Chad's foot, but... Do it. I've got a good one. Um, actually... <laughs> I spent time taking so, notes on this. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Studious Jim. Nice glasses, four eyes. Nerd. Aliens invade Earth. <laughs> Aliens invade Earth, and Earth is saved by AIDS. Oh, there you go. That's nice. Would you say it's aided by AIDS? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, that's perfect. Good job, Jim. A plus. That's, that's definitely meritous one-upsmanship. <laughs> we'll, we'll explain later. Yeah. <laughs> or not. We might forget. We'll move on. <laughs> so, Jim, you're taking us through the goddamn slay-by-play, and I'm going to pepper in and chime in and derail you, but it's your job to stay militant and on task. All right. I didn't know. Ah! <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> I was doing this. <laughs> Sorry. <you guys. laughs> I'm going to have a lot of fun editing that. The volume's just going to max out. I'm going to be like, God damn it. Why did I do that? Keep going, Jim. Okay. So the movie opens with a guy. This is, this is where it screws up because I didn't know I'd be doing this. And I was like, I don't know what's going on in the beginning of this Nobody movie. Does. Nobody does. <laughs> they didn't make They didn't know when they but were editing like it. A guy in a really dark room listening to. Or he's giving out orders. 
on a radio. So he, they're playing back a 911 call. The operator is the only female that you hear. Neither of them are active. It's played for him. He then takes his weird prosthetic thumb hand. Right. There you go. Keep going. So he takes his, his prosthetic thumb hand. It looks like uh, Hook's yes! attachment, like Shmi gave it to him <laughs> or something. I don't know, but it's a finger. And he's like pushing buttons with it at first. And then at some point, he straps a cigarette, cigarello or something to it. And then he grabs a, with a bandaid with a bandaid <laughs> and he, he grabs another hand that or it's a candle the shape, shape of a hand. And like one of the fingers is lit and he's, he lights up. It's so bizarre. Very strange. And then he, he's like dispatch. He's like, I don't remember what he calls it. He, he says, he says just we the need boys, to send in the boys. Well, he needs to send. He Does says he say we need that? to send in the men, like real men or whatever. But then when he pushes, it just says like the boys. Which is okay. like an auto dial on your transfer on your phone. Right. And then it cuts to a phone dangling from a phone line. And the guy Barry is talking on the phone. And I was like, hold on. Is he talking on that phone? And then you realize it's a radio. But for a second there, I was like, that's a little weird. <laughs> and that comes after a scene where a guy has a prosthetic thumb hand. It gets weirder, folks. <laughs> Strapping. It cuts to the guy on the, the road. And he's being followed by a guy with an axe. And he's over the radio. You hear someone saying, I think you'd better kill him. <laughs> and some funny jokes. He goes, geez, he could be Ministry of Works or something. And the guy on the radio goes, no, nah, nah, he's too moving too fast. fast. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So he's just following him. It's like cutting back and forth. This is this is where we were talking about where it looks like somebody from high school made this movie. Oh, yes. yeah. It's just like side of the it's like your side of the road i guess that's what the roads look like in new zealand but the wig is like noticeably bad yeah and then you realize by the end of the movie that things are like deliberately shitty and so you're like oh okay i guess that was planned maybe or maybe was, not this was like a step up in shitty though that yes. wig <laughs> it yes. really was it looks like dexter holland's hair from offspring the, the offspring <laughs> yeah. come on chad <laughs> aren't you pretty fly for a white guy I actually know the song. I have no clue what they look like. He's got shitty blonde hair. I'll and a doctorate. It. Oh, wow. Yeah. What have you done with your life? Graduated high school. Hey, yo. Barely. <laughs> <laughs> Participation trophy. <laughs> so as this guy is following him with the axe, he like walks, just walking. <laughs> and the axe hits the side of a shed and like gets embedded in it. And so he has to pull it out and he keeps chasing him over over the these rocks on the coast. And he's going down to the water. So the guy turns around and pulls out a revolver and the guy on the radio goes, I thought you were left handed. He switches <laughs> the gun to his left hand. Um, he fires once and hits the axe head, fires again and hits the axe head again. Yeah. Which you love the silly happenstance. Like it's not deliberate. The zombie alien dude is not like ching ching like it's a fucking no. lightsaber. It's just that this guy's a shitty shot and I'm like, what are the odds kind of thing? And so the guy on the radio says the only true way to stop him is to get him in the head. So he shoots him in the head and he gets a very ketchup-y squirt to the face right? yeah. of blood. <laughs> Which they never had any squibs for this movie. So what they would do is they would take tubing and they'd fill the tubing with fake blood and somebody would blow as hard as they could to the other side and that you get the geyser. That's why all the blood has a very similar trajectory. <laughs> and you can tell that he basically got spit on by his friend through a tube. <laughs> Let's awesome. try that later. Ew, you <laughs> sick boy. So Derek... What was his nickname? Derek is Headcase. Headcase. 
So Headcase is on the radio at this point, and he's just laughing. He has this <laughs> maniacal laugh yeah. over the radio as this is Barry. I don't know if we know we know the names at this point, but Barry, we call him Beard Man, Five O'Clock Shadow, Five O'Clock Shadow, Dr. Beardo and the Wonder Twins. Dr. Beardo. Dr. Beardo is what it is. Dr. Beardo is shooting over and over into the head. And this is where you see like the first gore. Oh, it's so good. And I and loved you, it. you mentioned that it is real brains. Yep. The real lamb's brain. Lamb's brains. It's so pretty gross. What, the way you see it is he keeps shooting and he shoots off the top half of the guy's head. And they sh- it's such a fun effect that it's actually in the trailer for the movie. Oh. Where it's just the lower half and like blood squirting up. And it's like, right. Like right above his nose, right? Yeah. And then so when he falls, the head hits Barry's Dr. Beardo's pants and smears all the way down. And so you have Headcase on the radio who's like, you need to get me a sample. And he's like, you want a sample? Just have my <laughs> fucking bloody pants. But he calls him something like Strides. And I was like, what the fuck? Who calls him that? And I was out. Oh, we're across the pond. Yes. And hemispheres, whatever. Keep going, Jim. You're doing a terrific job. May I commend you on your work here? Oh, thank you. Fabulous. Better than Chad ever did. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> we see Headcase watching through the binoculars, this whole thing happening. With this fucking drooly chin. It's so yeah, gross. Yeah. I was just going to ask what that was. It's drool. Is it just drool? He's just a fucking idiot drooling right. on himself. But then you realize he's supposed to be the smart one because <laughs> Barry's or Dr. Beardo talks about him being a, quote, gung-ho scientist. Yeah. So that means that the fucking Headcase is the guy who, like, the brains of the operation. He's like, <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> So we get the title scene at this point, and then a car driving down the road. Is that the collector in the car? Yes. Okay. With oh. his bread sign, which stands for ba 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 benefit, benefit relief and emergency aid division. And so the weird thing is the paper th- for the beard bread, whatever he rips off a piece of paper and makes a fake priest oh, yeah. collar out of it. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? But it's, it's on a normal shirt. It's not like a priest. No, so you shirt. just see it like sticking across. Yeah. <laughs> like not wearing a cassock or anything. He's just a guy in tan clothes, like khaki clothes. Right. So weird. Definitely. And he never talks to anybody. So you don't know if he is a shyster shit person. Right. Well, th- wasn't this the guy that was written out of the movie? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Very strange. You don't know. And in the original draft, he gets eaten, which is the crescendo of the movie. So you kind of assume that he must have been kind of a piece of shit if we're celebrating his death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so weird. I love it. So I think we skipped ahead a bit. No, because it cuts. Bearded Barry man was cleaning and he hid the body. Yeah. Okay. And then he's he's walking through the, the streets and he's, he mentions that there's no one here. Like the place is just cleared out and head case says over the the radio, geez, I just hope we have time to save the world. (laughs) I love that that Dr. Beardo is like, oh yeah, at least 75 people have died, which is a clear jab at the population of New Zealand, which is this fucking hilarious. (laughs) If you've watched Flight of the Concord's newest special, they have the New Zealand Symphony, which is one guy because the population is so small. Hilarious. (laughs) And then Headcase says the skies pointed him to this place. Yeah, weird. Okay. And that the ET's extraterrestrial started with a small village and then on to Christchurch or Wellington next. And then he goes, Auckland, maybe. Do you know what that is? Yes. See, and then he goes, oh, well, maybe that wouldn't be so bad. So (laughs) the point is, is that Peter Jackson is making fun of yuppies. And even though yuppies have accepted and adored this film, he still incessantly talks shit about how pretentious people from Auckland were. <laughs> because basically, he's like, the only reason they supported my movie is because it was from New Zealand. 
And it just so happens that they ended up liking it after the fact. But basically, he's like, you're all hipster shits. And the only reason that you engaged me is because you were trying to be like trendy. Good for him. Dude, so good. <laughs> I, have, I have a friend from Christchurch. He's visited for a couple years in a row. And so now I want to ask him about it. Be like, what yeah. do you think of Auckland? <laughs> is it, you know, one of those places? One thing I like, Dr. Beardo asks, why can't aliens be friendly? And then Headcase goes, there's no glowing fingers on these bastards. <laughs> it reminds me so much bringing back to the last time Jim was on when we did it, where fucking Bev is like, why does it have to be so mean? <laughs> I know that they're years apart, but it just reminded me of like the absurdity of it. But this is the kind of punchline that you need. Yeah. This is a, as a note, E.T. was released in 1982. So when they started filming this in 1983, it was very topical. But by the time it released in 87, it was like, okay, I get it. <laughs> so we go to a guy in the collector in his car at the crossroads and back to Barry saying that there's a collection notices on the doors for the bread or whatever it is. And so today's collection day, I don't know if it said that on the, on the notice probably, but he pointed it out. So some somebody might be coming to town. So they kind of get like a some tension, like, oh, this obviously this guy's going to the town where these aliens are. It's so, your clicking talk. Yeah. yeah, your talk clicking talk. Your ticking clock. It's probably what I meant to say. Yeah, Basically <laughs> adding some form of stress to this because with nobody there, there's literally one potential victim in this entire movie. Very saving private Ryan, right? Where all these guys are willing to die for one person. Right. Yeah. Weird. And so Barry bearded, bearded Barry, Dr. Beardo, <laughs> Dr. Beardo <laughs> and the kinetic frenzy twins. <laughs> so Dr. Beardo is walking down the street and Headcase is telling him over the radio Dr. to Beardo's keep his eyes peeled <laughs> as he walks backwards up to a shed with a door open <laughs> and you see these arms grab him. Yeah. Pull him in. Yeah. And there's multiple. Like you can see the guy on the bottom grab him too. And he's like clearly crouching and like trying to pull him in. <laughs> and then it's super cute. It's like those. Do you remember the Jurassic Park dinosaur toys where there would be like a panel of skin that you would rip off and it would have a yes. wound? Mm -hmm. That is the shed where there was clearly like barely a facade of wood on top of it. And they just like push it out from the inside and it would be like it was blowing open. Like you can see like a, a bad taste like Hasbro toy like in the yeah. bad taste shed with removable <laughs> panels and wood oh. spring loaded. <laughs> oh, I would buy it. Watch as Dr. Beardo <laughs> narrowly escapes dropping his gun and just the receiver of his radio. Yeah, uh, that bugged the hell out of me later so on. We'll get yes. to it when we get to it. Yeah. <laughs> and then why does a fucking alien pick it up? We'll move on. Watch yeah. it, it's kind of right the here. Struggle, the struggle inside of it was pretty funny, though with Dr. Beardo's head coming out and going back in. And then they all crash through the door and or him and one guy crash through the door. Super slow-mo too. Yeah. You tell them like, let's not hurt each other, boys. <laughs> and Safety first. Five guys all dressed in blue come trundling out just like... Oh, what was your nickname for them? It was, it's oh, cute to say it. <laughs> the Blue Man Group. Boom, boom. There we go. That's why we're paying Jim the big bucks. <laughs> so, yeah, he loses his radio. And then he's running down the street and he loses the blue man group. They're comically like looking through planters and stuff and just like the side of a house. And then Barry down the street, Dr. Bureau comes out of a, a gate and closes it all softly and goes back the way he came. So he's hiding in that shed 
and he gets this pitchfork. And you're yes. like, fuck yeah, he's gonna fucking <laughs> unleash hell with his pitchfork dog. This part was really funny. And then he goes to stab an alien with it, but he gets like hooked on some like it weird like a coat hanger. Yeah. yeah. Like his shirt gets stuck on. And he's like, like <laughs> And so then he uses the pitchfork to barricade the door. And so what does the alien do with his alien colleague's head? <laughs> yeah. He uses the battering ram to get into this motherfucker. Oh, it's great. So good. And so then it cuts to Frank and Ozzy who are talking to Headcase. Oh, I guess, what is it? Brock this was, Samson. This was before the... Smokey Boy. That was before the head buddy or the battering ram with the guy. It was just oh, yeah. before it. But yeah, so it cuts to the, like a muscle car with loud music. And so red. Is that a f- Mustang? I don't think so. It's purple and it's weird. I think it's like Morgan <laughs> Grimm. Oh, he, Mustangs like, cannot be purple. It music's for headbangers. <laughs> I remember that. Because it comes into play later on. Very Mars Attacks with mm-hmm. the music. Do you know that reference, Chad? I watched the movie Mars so Attacks. There's, there's music in it. And you acknowledge you heard that music. It's not unusual? Is not that in that, there? That you're talking about the yodeling. But yeah, oh, you're right. Well, so you knew, you, you knew a song there from a go. movie. Let's have a moment of silence and just celebrate and bask in Chad's glorious knowledge. Woo, I quit on a high note. <laughs> Can't top that, fuckers. So at this point, Headcase is radioing Frank and Ozzy. So it's Brock Sampson. And then I changed the name from the truth to Smokey Bojangles. (laughs) (laughs) And you have to say that because he's the only person who smokes so much. So that is the punchline of the entire movie. Okay. Smokey Bojangles. (laughs) I hope that's not racist. Bojangles racist. Uh, Let me Google. (laughs) (laughs) Please do. (laughs) Keep going. This is where we hear that they're government employees. And they work for a department called Astro Investigation and Defense Service, otherwise known as AIDS. So Bojangles was a, a black tap dancer named Bill Bojangles Robinson. <laughs> okay. So I think we're just going to call him Smokey the Bear. <laughs> I don't know if bear. it's racist, but I want to yeah. be extra sure I'm not. So <laughs> keep going. Smokey the Bear. I'm very afraid. <laughs> so we go back to oh, he tells Electric them. Avenue. Keep going. Head, headcase tells them that they've caught an alien yep. and these guys are like oh we're in it now like this is not or they, they think he's like he's fucking shit up and he's caught like a, just a, a person the right. farmers up that's big. why he's like don't hurt him don't and then hurt him. then headcase is like oh well you should have told that to beardo because he already blew somebody's fucking head off and they're like what like don't do anything else and so peter jackson proceeds to torture Peter, Peter Jackson, Jackson. Yeah. who's dangling from a fucking cliff with no <laughs> safety. How does he do it? He takes a bayonet to his shoe and starts hammering it through the sole into his foot. It's great. Getting blood on his face. It's so this interesting. I mean, really, if you want to break it down into like the metaphysical elements, the fact that he has a fluid exchange of sanguine blood on himself <laughs> speaks to the essence of man, don't you think? God. Vomit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Uh, boners. 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 There's, there's Jake Boner. <laughs> Bubbly boners. When he's pulling out the bayonet and everything, he has like a packed lunch, like a sandwich <laughs> in a baggie and uh, I think it was an apple or something. Just thought it was really funny. It's cute because it shows he's like he a fucking down. idiot. Like, yeah. this is not your fucking paramilitary. He's a doofus who is drooling <laughs> on himself, who for some reason keeps a goddamn chainsaw in the back of his car. Love it. Keep going. Isn't this where... He is hammering into his foot and the alien then yells out a giant scream. So that 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 was cut back and forth between a few scenes. So he's he's hammering the sword into the bayonet into like the bottom of his own foot. 
And then it cuts to the blue guys searching for Mr. Beardo. And that's when he gets the door, like when he gets stuck on the coat hanger. And then they do the battering ram. And then they do, yeah, they do the battering ram. Which is so dumb, but so classic. And then it's a back and forth between Headcase counting down to spike the foot and the battering ram. And, so, and then he hammers, finally hammers through and the Peter Jackson, Peter Jackson with the beard, so alien <laughs> Peter Jackson screams just like echoing crazy scream and the blue man group starts freaking out like they hear and then so they start running back so then one of the blue man group is tasked with passing off hammers to all the (laughs) other ones so you have a giant mallet a couple sledgehammers and then this one ridiculous asshole the battery the guy that was the battering ram yeah yeah the smallest hammer I have ever seen (laughs) and I have seen children's play toys like it's this little dainty thing and of course, he's the first one to get to Headcase, and he's approaching him in a threatening manner with a hammer that is roughly the width of my dick, <laughs> which I don't know if that's speaking worse to me or the hammer. <laughs> Keep going, Jim. You're doing a stellar job. Dr. Beardo drops his radio belt for some reason while he's running after the Blue Man group. Deliberately. Then he finds the handheld part that he lost earlier. So he runs back to the radio belt very nonchalantly. Yeah. Runs. He's like, oh, well, like, oh, uh, five guys are going to go kill my friend. Oh, well. yeah. <laughs> so, so he, he radios Headcase, who now pulls out the sword from the foot and gets another squirt in the eye. <laughs> Dr. Beardo warns him that the, the Blue Man group is on the way. And this is where we get the, the line from the intro. I'm a Derek. Derek's don't run. <laughs> so good. It's so great. As he pulls out the Uzi that is made with aluminum and wood, he takes yeah. the Uzi, proceeds to walk very definitively in a direction, having no idea what direction. I mean, I guess it's opposite the cliffside. He slips in shit for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> fires an entire clip of ammo blindly into, into a forest. Yeah. <laughs> Before he sees anybody, he just yeah. he knows they're coming. But just randomly start shooting into the forest with no indication that there's anyone. And there is nobody there. Yep. <laughs> he hits the ground and trees and shit. And-, and then some bullets go in front of the first of the blue man group. Be- before he does this, he goes. So after he says, I'm a Derek, Derek, don't run. And he goes, don't worry. I've taken precautions. And that's when he pulls the gun out. And then Dr. Beardo goes, oh, shit. And he drops the radio again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so weird. So this is where. I think that the movie is making fun of the movie because as the tiny tack hammer blue man group guys approaching, you have headcase go and fake shooting a gun, which is what they're actually (laughs) doing. So it's very referential. You have the guy act like he's been shot and then realize, wait, I haven't been shot. And he chases him to the cliffside where his bag is with the extra ammunition. Yeah. So weird. (laughs) It was funny, though. It was. I love it. So funny. That was the part where I like definitely was like, all right, I'm all in because I just started laughing. And so he ends up shooting that dude through the stomach so much that he shoves his gun through his torso, shoots the other guy, then turns the barrel over and blood pours out of it. (laughs) What a fucking fun visual. Yeah, it was great. So after he he shoots through the the blue man's stomach at the other guy, he turns around and throws his bag over a fence and jumps over. But he doesn't really jump jump over. He he, he (laughs) He eats shit hard. And then he ends up jumping over it again and (laughs) eats shit hard again. Yeah. Yeah. So he's trying to get a, he gets a magazine out of the bag and the guy like does an upward swing with a sledgehammer and 
knocks it out and the, the <laughs> magazine goes flying and it goes over the cliff. So mm-hmm. what are we talking about? Like a penthouse, a maxim? I don't know. Magazine, get it. <laughs> Playboy, he likes the articles. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Just takes the joke and runs with Look at this. I can't derail him. Are no, you looking you at my nipple? It's why you got to watch on YouTube, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, keep going. You're doing a great job. Says my nipple to your face. So he's sandwiched between these two blue men So and the fence. So he jumps back over the fence. <laughs> and there's a few, like one guy swings the hammer and another guy, the other guy swings it too. And the, the heads hit. Yep. Yes. <laughs> and then the one guy swings the hammer down the fence stops it like bounces off the guy off of headcase's nose <laughs> and then the other guy swings sideways hits the hammer into the crotch of the other blue man yep, yep. it's definitely like the three stooges it's so much so yeah and then the one is approaching him as he's dangling from the same rope well, what did we call it? peter it's just peter jackson was hanging from and he loads the gun the shoots the one he pulls the hammer back, gets it stuck in his friend's head who's behind <laughs> yeah. him. Then the head case shoots his arm off, causing them to die, even though it's just his arm. I don't know, whatever. But and, the arm rips off. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's stuck in the guy's head. Uh, it's amazing. I wish there was a scene like that in Thor. <laughs> At some point in this scene, he when he's reloading the Uzi, I think it's when he's holding onto the rope yeah. and he uses his foot. To like chamber it, yeah, yes. I was like, yes. <laughs> he's like literally holding on to like grass and slams the magazine oh, yeah. into his forehead to get it into the gun. So weird. He's like nerdy and cool at the same time. I love it. I would watch five <laughs> movies with just the character Derek. Yes, for sure. Also, okay, let never mind. Remind, just say the words "Masters of the Universe" to me when we're done with the play by play. I'm gonna take over because Jim's drinking a delicious drink. So then you have eats the baba. Aliens that have cut the rope, eat lead suckers, shoots him. Then Robert, which is Peter Jackson, attacks him from the cliff, causing him to fall and splatter on the rocks. And there's this great torrential like (laughs) buckets worth of blood that comes up. And then it cuts to Beardo, who's in the woods. Then Peter Jackson just jumps over him and runs away. Yeah, He vaults over him. You know how they achieve that? They took fake legs and dangled them from the crane that they made for the camera. Oh. It was so fast. It looked good, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they don't make it like a big thing. They don't do like the $6 million man. <laughs> it's just there and gone. And then there's the guy in the plaid coat who's our collector guy. He puts on his fake collar and is going off. And the town is called Kaihoro. Didn't really know what that meant. It means fast food. The Maori word for fast food. Fa- fast yeah, food. Fast yeah. food. Yeah. Which is what the town has turned into. So it's cute. Yeah. Then you have Brock Sampson and Smokey McGee putting up a radiation sign in the street to say don't anybody come in we want to make sure that people stay out which is fun because they didn't put that up before right. the collector guy was there and but- it even they even said do you think it's overboard because it says like nuclear yeah. contamination yeah contamination yeah. <laughs> and they're well, like think- no nah, no one's gonna come it, it suggests very significantly that they don't give a fuck about the irs guy right. but they're willing to die to save him for some reason but like it seems like he's subhuman and the fact that they just like they didn't scramble to protect protect him from getting in there in the first place. Right. I think is what the joke is. I'm not well, sure. Well, they even make a joke where they said there's not even a nuclear power plant. The closest one's like America. Yeah. And they're like, they yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> Great slide on the goddamn stars and stripes. <laughs> you fucks. You were started by a country full of criminals. We were founded by <laughs> patriots like Thomas Jefferson. Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm full of words. 
<sighs> so then you have Giles, who I don't remember his name. IRS the co- boy. The collector. Collector. Yeah, the collector. <laughs> Specimen collector. Peter Jackson starts to attack him. So he runs to this house for help. And then I, I love th- his run, though. Sorry. This is very clearly a Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah. reference, right? He gets malleted in the head, falls down, and he gets dragged into the house, which is harkens back to my favorite part of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where Leatherface clubs the guy, pulls him in, and slams that shutter door. And I know that this is a reference to Texas Chainsaw because I listened to an entire symposium where Peter Jackson lectured a bunch of Germans in a sweaty room, and he was talking <laughs> about the beauty of Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the illusion of perspective. Whew, whew. <laughs> I think we missed the scene. What? No. Yeah, the car scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we did. So thanks to Jake, we missed the whole scene where the collector... What? <laughs> it's not even that big of a deal. I know. The collector doesn't make any sense. Well, Peter Jackson... It wasn't a whole scene, okay? It's like a 15-second <laughs> thing. All right, man. It cuts to Frank and Ozzy, and they're reading the same magazine twice. So really, is it a scene... I don't even have that. Dude, I take weird notes. You do. So, Apparently out of oh order. Oh, yeah. And also the radiation thing is where they reference Star Trek. Again, not Star Wars because you can suck my cock when ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but this, okay, the scene that we missed was the collections guy is going through the town and he steps on something dead and Peter Jackson is over in the corner, like off the side of the road eating the head yes of the brains of the first of the blue man with a spoon i don't know which it was yeah with a spoon with a big spoon <laughs> i just love that he had a spoon <laughs> yeah and like the idea that he's cultured enough to use a spoon and yet he's committing cannibalism is beautiful <laughs> yeah the brains thing is so it was so gross it's so movie. good but it's so good it's so effective like it looks so much grosser the fact that it's like so slimy yeah because usually brains have that kind of like crumbly texture like a blue cheese but this is clearly not that it's pasty and gummy and smears got like white matter in it fresh brains yeah yeah good literally they would go to a butcher shop and buy brains and liver and kidneys and you that's what a lot of the chunks are Hmm. probably cheaper than making them yeah over Four years too. The butcher was probably like, "Wow, He's like, oh, guys. my favorite, <laughs> my favorite customers. <laughs> hey guys, hey pity boy, you want some livers today?" <laughs> He's like, "No thanks. I'm gonna have baked beans on toast." <laughs> I'm Peter Jackson. Oh. I do like how Brock and, and Smokey were reading Soldier, Soldier of Fortune, of Fortune. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which, by the way, is the best Xbox 360 game of all time. If you've never played it, there's literally an achievement for that game where you it's called Human Confetti. Where you throw a grenade and you have to blow a person up to the point where every single part of their body is dismembered <laughs> because the game is so gory. You could kill someone and take a knife and melee off their hand, their elbow, their jaw, their head, and just make chunks. Oh, it's so delightful. <laughs> it came out right around the time of COD, but it was like, oh, I see what you're doing. But what if we just made it fucking ridiculous? <laughs> Keep going. Okay, so we get a lot of fast cut scenes right here. See, because it's not important and Jake was totally fine skipping ahead. But Jim wants to make him feel bad because he's Mr. Rule follower. Uh Chad and I don't play by the rules. I don't know if you know this, but we're Uh, fucking rebels. When was uh, the last time you think I paid taxes? April 15th. Yeah, I was going to say, very meticulously. I really don't want to lose this house, which has a garage studio. (laughs) The one thing I'm truly afraid of is the IRS. Okay, so I watched this movie with subtitles on. So good. Did you watch the... I watch everything with subtitles on. Okay, good. 
because the whoever made this the captioning for the music descriptions oh my god we, <laughs> we noted that so much where it would be like a slightly dramatic synthesizer music or mel- so right here is playful but vaguely menacing synthesizer <laughs> which i told my friend greg was the name of my new stand-up special on netflix and he didn't laugh oh you think it's funny yeah okay, thank you <laughs> sure because we're being recorded. No, just kidding. <laughs> well, I'm really tired of the, that's your band's name or whatever. So I've decided to switch it up a little bit as if Netflix would ever give me anything. They'd give me a bill. Hi, yo. So we have a bunch of fast, fast cuts <laughs> between a, the car, the, the collector in the car. And Dr. Beardo is looking at a house with binoculars because at this point he was running up a hill. He's yeah. like, oh, I think there's something up here. And that's when he sees... The collector go to the house. Yeah, and he so says he we had a problem. Jackson running after him with the bayonet, and that's where where he opens the door. He knocks on the door. He sprays like Banaka. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's product placement. Banaka, pay us. Hey yo. Do they still exist? I think so. Oh, all right. I don't. They probably got bought by somebody else. Yeah. Do you remember when they sold cert centers? No. It's like a, so cert, is it a suppository? It's like a lifesaver. Was but it was minty, and then the inside, <laughs> like a donut hole, was its own. Mint. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The green part with like it's all sparkly in the yeah. middle. Yeah. As if it fucking matters what shape a mint is. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> so the door <laughs> creeps creaks open. <laughs> and then it goes back to Jackson's like creepily looking into the car with his face pushed up against the window because he wants <laughs> the bayonet back. <laughs> the guy at the door mallets the collector in the head and pulls him inside. And Smokey and Brock are on their way, and then it cuts back to the collector waking up in a barrel, one of those those like blue chemical barrels. Yeah, but it's like a stew with the apple. He has the <laughs> apple taped to his mouth, and there's like other blue yeah, guys tapes to his mouth, very distinctly. So it's not like he's like a, a suckling roast pig with it like wedged in. Like no, it's, it's a like very odd image taped in there. <laughs> and the other blue guys are waiting, and this is where we get Peter Jackson slitting his own throat inexplicably and bleeding on him. And then the next scene. And his throat's sl- completely fine. <laughs> yeah. But he does have blood all over his shirt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? He's like the Swiss army knife of aliens. He bleeds on people and cuts, almost cuts his own head off. He's the puke guy. He's truly a master class. We get the man in black. So who's it's Lord Crumb. Lord Crumb. But at this point, I was referred, I referred to him as man in black because I didn't really see him or anything. He's the only one He's in like, like a suit. He's like, tomorrow we're having yeah. you for lunch. And, and he um, talks about how he should be like honored by it and everything. Yeah. <laughs> this is probably one of the funniest parts for Peter Jackson like leans over and polishes the apple in the guy's mouth yes <laughs> Jackson in the scene was like very golem like yes which I thought was hilarious like he he asks the I called the guy the chef the yeah that makes sense the chef I would have called him Leatherface but that's fine he like asks him to sharpen his bayonet <laughs> and that's what you're referring to where he like set his own throat because the chef made like a throat slitting motion to the collector as he was walking out the door and then it goes to Jackson and he does the same thing with the bayonet but cuts his own throat. Because <laughs> he doesn't realize he's a fucking idiot. It's awesome. <laughs> it's like teaching somebody charades who doesn't know what it is. And then we cut from Jackson to Jackson where you find <laughs> out that Derek when he fell off of a cliff landed in a seagull nest <laughs> onto some seagulls and they created fake dying seagulls that have been disemboweled. <laughs> He realizes that part of his brain has fallen out of his fucking head and closes up his own skull with has a skull skin flap, which is just amazing after he puts the brain back in. Yes, that part was hilarious. So good. When he woke up like and he opened his eyes, 
and there's like a bird over him and he like headbutted the yeah. bird. <laughs> it's awesome. It reminded me very much of Ray Liotta and Hannibal where his brain's just like hanging out and he's like, well, whatever. Yeah. Because then I remember like Hannibal saying, oh, there's no nerve endings in the brain. So it really doesn't matter. He doesn't feel anything. I was like, oh, yeah, I know science now. <laughs> Thanks, fictional character. <laughs> so then it cuts to Smokey the Bear and Ozymandias, whatever the fuck their names are, surveying the house. And then it cuts back to Derek who's using a top hat like he's John from Peter Pan <laughs> holding his fucking brain in. I love that and so much. And he passes out next yeah. to the car. And then here we get pleasant but dramatic synthesizer music. Yeah. <laughs> as everything's going to be okay with his brain <laughs> as we cut back to Rambo, Brock Samson, and Smokey the Bear locking and loading. Yeah, so they're pulling a bunch of guns and magazines out of the trunk. And they have a box. Classic bit. But Barry's like, you're <laughs> not going to need, we don't that, need box. that Yep. But also, Barry comes up not wearing any pants because he wants to preserve the alien blood on them as he just happens to reach in and find a new pair of pants. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. <laughs> oh, I was so enamored with it. Like, they don't even acknowledge it. They're not like, what's up, man? Where'd you, what's up with your pants? If either of you fucks ever walk up to me not wearing pants and you expect me not to make a comment on it, there better be like fire raining down from the skies to distract me because I'll make a comment <laughs> about you being pantless. You bet your bottom dollar. So they're getting all dressed up with ski masks and bulletproof vests and getting their guns ready. As Brock Samson's filing his bullets, you want to know what that does? Makes them like hollow points. Basically, it aids in expansion and penetration. Oh. Hey, yo. So does Cialis. Yeah! <laughs> There we go. Sorry, it's all you. <laughs> <laughs> like, should we look around and see if there's a spaceship? And they might have come in a telephone box. Doctor Who reference. Boo. Doctor Who could suck my nuts. I've never liked that show for some reason. Like, you'd think it would be right up my alley, but I just fucking inexplicably hate it. Sorry. I liked a few seasons. Yeah, it, it depends where you start and what season. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I started with the guy with the the who was the bad guy in G.I. Joe. I don't know what his name is. Bad guy in G.I. Joe? He wore a black leather jacket and people said that he was awesome and he sucked. The bad guy in the... We're not giving any more time to this. It sucks. This guy? You won't... No, that guy's a dweeb. He's in a bunch of stuff I do like though, David Tennant. Gone in 60 seconds. That bad guy? Fucked if I know. Okay, let's move on. (laughs) All I remember for that movie is Angelina Jolie's lips. Okay. That's it. And she had shitty dreads, right? Yes. She looked like one of the twins from Matrix 2, right? Yes. I move on. (laughs) That's what Jim and I were talking about, that the twins from Matrix 2 are going to be the big bad from Matrix 4. You're going to find out they've been laying in wait the whole time. Uh, I'm so excited for it. I don't know. It's going to be fucking shit show. We need a whole podcast just on that. No, we don't. Yeah. It is a horror movie, though, when you think about it. Because they even reference like werewolves and stuff. So bad. So bad. Suddenly Neo's Jesus. Part 4 should just be like, oh... Part two and three were us putting you back into the Matrix because it sucks so bad. Or they just skip it like <laughs> they've done with pretty much every franchise. Now it's like Halloween. Yeah, well, Halloween yeah. 2018 <laughs> is just Halloween too, right? Yeah. <sighs> so they discuss getting. They oh, discuss this is where you see Lord Crumb transform into his human form and start rallying the troops. And then it cuts to the right. guys infiltrating in their balaclavas, which I just really wanted to say it because I'm very happy that I could say it without stuttering. This is where they had the other catchphrase. Where the the bastards have landed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the code word for for the invasion. <laughs> so good. <laughs> the bastards have landed. But they're talking about getting the collector out, and then Lord Crumb 
It's like you see him transforming and he's like his hand, claw hand and stuff. But then he walks out as like an older right. human. It's just like a shadow silhouette on the wall of yeah. him right. transforming. I think it's funny because it almost implies that his clothes transform with him because he goes from that huge hulking shape to like a normal guy with his clothes not torn. Right. But then when they transform when they the other way, it's ridiculous. His ass rips out his pants. Yeah. All, all of their of asses. All of them. So good. I took a picture and I was going to send it to you guys as I was watching the movie and I ended up not doing it. <laughs> but now I have a picture of alien asses on my phone. Oh, so. It's great, awesome. right? It should be <laughs> your FBI agent's going to be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you don't need a picture of your kid on your phone. Just use that. So the the boys roll up in the dark and they all synchronize their watches at one point. And <laughs> yeah. like, one of, like they're going one from wrist Prince to wrist. One Charles on it, right? Yeah. yeah. And the then queen, one didn't yeah, have a watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have an hourglass tattooed on my wrist, so I'm always technically wearing a timepiece. <laughs> so they get, they get into the house and there's a bunch of boxes of blood and one of the guys grabs a mop and starts mopping it up. And all the while in the next room over, the man in black is talking about bringing samples to the fast food authority and uh, talks about the whole town is in those few boxes. And there's like seven or eight boxes <laughs> yeah. in the room that the guys are in. And there's like blood dripping out of them. And then you get the alien who wanders yeah, in. Yeah, he walks in. They attack him. And just rip his they head rip off. His, no, they don't just rip his head off. They rip his head and his spine out as if it's Sub-Zero doing Mortal the fatality. Combat. <laughs> then they rip the spine off. And they kick the head out the window. Yep. I kind of want to know what happened to the head, though. <laughs> like, does it hit a cat? Well, what happened? because the head was still alive and like the spine was all moving and jiggling. It was really funny. Yeah. But it was like he like rugby punted it. Yeah. You got like alfalfa hair right now. Was, were you touching it just yeah. now? Okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I felt like Brian with his delusions that bugs are trying to kill him. You know how many times I've had to edit that out of episodes where I'm like, God, a bug! <laughs> So Frank then wears the shirt of the bloody alien into the meeting and he finds out that the whole plot of everything that's going on, Robert or Peter Jackson vomits into a bowl, which was achieved by making a fake cast of his own head that has an articulating mouth that's literally a sock puppet. They put a funnel in the back of it and poured goop, which is the dirt yogurt, into another <laughs> bowl. And then they pass that around and they start drinking it. And Frank's like, I don't want to eat that and goes to the end of the line. And then he ends up drinking it. Because they're all just like staring at him like he has to do it. But it's delicious. Yeah. And he goes for a second one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he like goes back to tell the guys what happened. He's like, oh, you'd never believe what I have to do. And Brock Samson's like, did you have to drink some Chuck? Yeah. <laughs> and then they sneak Isles out in, like while the aliens are asleep. But I want to talk about this if I may. Lord Crumb then goes from room to room in the house, turning off the lights, saying goodnight to them. Yeah. And I put... <laughs> Cider House rules, quote, good night, you princes of Maine, you kings of New England. I couldn't help it. The movie came out 12 years later, though, so it's probably not related. It was really, uh, that scene was so good. It's so weird. And he calls one of them a hottie, I think. So then at sunrise and they're trying to escape. Well, can we go back? Yeah, please do. I just, I found this super interesting we like learned like the intergalactic names of like the restaurants. So obviously like <laughs> this is, so this is Lord Crumb, the man in black is Crumb's Crunchy Delights. <laughs> well, he says, oh, the home of sapient taste will take the galaxy by storm. So that's what we figure out that they're. Oh, and he refers to hobo nuggets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? He has, are those <laughs> balls? Oh, he's going, he goes over all the different homo sapien foods and they're all different names like that. <laughs> It's so funny. You got to watch it with subtitles on or you're not going to catch it because it's so mumbled and just yeah. breezed over. Yeah. And, that's, that's, and I missed all this. I was editing and I had subtitles on, but I could barely read. So <laughs> I missed all this. It, it sounds great. I'll have to rewatch it. So that's, yes, we all have to rewatch yeah. it daily. 
He's, I already rewatched it in 24 hours, Chad. I'm going to watch it tomorrow at work. <laughs> I'd be like, sorry, Your Honor, I got shit to do. Hold up one quick second while I listen to the same dialogue for the third time and try and figure out what these fucking Kiwis are saying. We were going to do a green screen for this movie, but we were like, hey, it's a perfect movie. We don't really Sacrosanct. need it. Sacrosanct. Don't touch then this what movie. What are we going to make fun of? it? It's already hilarious. Basically, it would just be us in scene reacting to the movie as we did watching like the movie. Like a golf clap. <laughs> So the man in black refers to the other company. He's like, make Yabalo's fried moon rat won't know what hit them. And then he, he talks about that. There's all four billion homo sapiens. Like we're going to be make a killing since this movie is made. There are almost eight billion homo sapiens on Earth. What, like 7.7.7. Like, holy shit. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> that's absolutely nuts. All you goddamn motherfuckers building townhouses and fucking up the infrastructure <laughs> of my town need a fucking plague. Am I right, Bill Burr? Exterminate. You know what that's from? That's from Daleks, right? Spoken by R2-D2. No. Yeah. Same thing. <laughs> Just because I hate it doesn't mean I don't know it. Okay. I'm a pop culture sponge. <laughs> you fuckers. And so... As they're trying to escape, they're going up the stairs and down the stairs, and they look into a room, and there's just two aliens playing patty cake with 3D glasses on. <laughs> yes. And as they're trying to go out, <laughs> with an a alien, gun sitting next to them, yeah. yeah. An alien is walking out the door, and it's this very like old West showdown where it's like almost you can hear the <laughs> as his hand like hovers over the pocket, and he goes to pull out a gun, and they shoot him. And it's very like tense, like a war movie where they know they're giving out their position. And they're like, get the bastards, get the bastards. And they kick open the door and just fucking mow down these idiots who are playing patty cake. That's so brilliant. It's so fucking weird. Yeah. And from here on out, it's pure action all the way through. It's great. We're going to kind of have to breeze through some of this because yeah. it's just nonsense, which I love. It's just visual gags and they still are like timeless. Yeah. When they busted in on the patty cake guys, the closed captioning was driving electro rock music. Yes. <laughs> that really picks up. And if you watch it in time to speed, because I was rewatching it today, I was like, holy shit, this is hilarious. <laughs> So then it cuts. Derek is waking up because another seagull shits on his face, <laughs> which I can only assume is retribution for Derek having fallen and killing the friends. He opens up the car and you see Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Cub band, a cutout of them in the front. He then starts driving the car. Gunfight continues. There's a fun part where Frank blindly fires into the tree like you were mentioning. All the <laughs> yes. bodies come out. And there's one dangling from the tree. But he's rolling around for like five minutes, dodging bullets. Doesn't know on where he's getting shot from. Yeah. And then he finally sees like a muzzle flash from the tree yeah. and but just it, black, like <laughs> unloads an entire magazine into the tree. Uh, and like 11 people fall out. Do you think of Predator? When oh, the guy yeah, like yeah. blinded him? Ah! Jesse Ventura just, or no, the other guy. It's the dude who like shaves himself. Yep. Yeah. What is it? Oh, God. I would have known his name if I hadn't said anything. I know. I should have just kept my fucking mouth shut. You should more often. Duke? Duke? <laughs> no. Is it Duke? Because there's Dutch. I know. Keep going. So uh, Derek pulls up in the car and there's... You realize, there. of course, I have to interject when I actually find the name, right? Because I'm going to yell at myself for not knowing it. <laughs> just so long as that's established. It's Mac. God damn it. Played by Bill Duke. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I knew Duke. You heard me say it. Why am I? Why is my brain a bucket oh. of... Peter Jackson vomit. By the way, we have to do that movie. Continue. <gasps> Love it. So Derek pulls up in the. Uh, <laughs> you are the case. nicest person alive. You're like, uh huh. And then <laughs> keep going. You gave me a job to do. Damn it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> we found him on Fiverr. We're paying him an independent contractor rate, so he really wants his five star <laughs> review. Derek pulls up in the car. 
for the third time. <laughs> he pulls up, he reverses. He pulls up, he reverses. And so all the gunfire is going off. He's like dancing to avoid the bullets that are at his feet. <laughs> and then boom! And his hat gets shot off and the back of his head opens up again. He starts like seizing. <laughs> and then it uh, jumps back to one of the blue man group has the collector at a gunpoint. On the balcony, right? No, it's, he's on the ground. And then like up behind him, underneath the bridge, like crouching, holding on. Well, there's a whole scene where they fight on the bridge first. Oh, yeah, there is. There's a whole back body drop. I caught you. I win. I beat I beat him, Chad. You saw it, right? <laughs> I just love it because there's a back body drop, which is a pro wrestling move where the chef attacks. Keep going. You're good. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where my notes are for the fight. Oh, there's a, the I fight. Put, dramatic fight on balcony. Ozzy and chef with mallet. Ozzy backflips out of a full Nelson and the alien gets cut across the belly by the chef. Then he back body drops him. And then okay, to your yeah. point, he's lowering from it. Giles, the collector, is about to get shot. Frank shoots that dude in the head. He jumps down. He's like, ha I'm triumphant. I've done a great job. And then another alien's behind him with a gun. He's like, I got you, motherfucker. And then uh, Frank, or it's Ozzy, whichever one, the other one in the balaclava, shoots him. He's like, I got you, motherfucker. <laughs> and then we go back. <laughs> like a human centipede of bullets. <laughs> we go back to Derek, and he's using his belt to strap his head back together. <laughs> yes. Which looks so much better because it's like a parody of Rambo 3 right. where he like cinches it. Fun fact, did you know that Sylvester Stallone won a Razzie for Rambo 3? Really? I found it's, that out. It's amazing. Great movie. It's a complete <laughs> misnomer. It should not have gotten that award. Oh. So we have Ozzy and Frank and the collector all getting fired at. And they turn around with their handguns. Turn around. And they like kind of, they like very tactfully like walk forward with their guns <laughs> and like set up and just unload on this rusty barrel. Yeah. And then a guy falls out from behind it like a couple of seconds later. <laughs> One guy falls out. <laughs> One guy. I truly expected it to be like, you know how people stand behind each other and do the Ganesh arms? That like one would fall out one way and one would fall out another way. They just keep on falling. But it was just the one guy. Well, after the tree, I mean. Yeah. Right. It's great that they're diversifying their gags. Because then there's another gag where a bunch of guys are running in a single file line and he's like, bam, falls over. Bam, falls over. They just yeah. make a human pile on the porch. <laughs> yes. God damn it. There's so many just insane cues. Also, this movie ages really well because like what about this movie says 80s other than the aesthetic? Because they all have the radio. So it's kind of like a cell phone. Technology is all there. It's it's timeless, gentlemen. <laughs> this is art. If I was to make a time capsule right now for generations to come, it would be this blood diner and a picture of my pink puckered butthole. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Derek back in the car after strapping his head together and driving and he sees a blue guy and runs him over and we get a blood splatter on the windshield and we get the Beatles like shocked face <laughs> yeah <laughs> and one of the things that's great so the body tears apart in two and the two parts of the body are held together by intestines that are draped over the hood and then it's literally just a guy who's uh, one of the blue man group is tucking his intestines back into his body as Headcase pulls out a goddamn chainsaw that he doesn't use on him. Yep. Instead, he walks by him and kicks him in the face. The guy <laughs> takes a pine cone, throws it at Headcase, and he's like, hey, fucker. And then he throws another one and hits him in the head again. And he runs away. It's so <laughs> it's fucking so brilliant. You oh. have a chainsaw, bro. But he's got brain damage. So sure, why not? And then it cuts back to the house where they've broken into the house and there's a bunch of rubble and shit. So despite the fact that there is a door feet away, he then, him being headcase, jumps over a hedge in the most dramatic fashion I've ever seen and proceeds to cut through the wall of the house <laughs> yes. to get in. Did you know that the red chainsaw 
doesn't actually work. It's a fake prop. The chainsaw that they were actually using was a small functional chainsaw, and you could see very different. Huh. There's your trivia, fuck boys. <laughs> Peppering it in. Keep going, Jim. You're doing a fantastic job. So back at the gunfight. Five stars. Lord Crumb, <laughs> the man in black, he sneaks out. He tries to shoot at one of the, the guys, and he doesn't have any bullets for some reason in his handgun. Yeah, very odd. I don't remember him shooting any time before yeah. that. So This is where a big group of the blue men come around the corner of the building and all get shot one by one by Ozzy's handgun. He's just like, <laughs> pow, and drops head. Pow. <laughs> just a man pile. Just keeps going and going. And so for those of you who are trying to keep track of like what the fuck's going on, it's chaos. And it visually, it looks like the same guy is dying over and over again because it is the same guy dying over and over again. They would have the same outfit. They would just put on different glasses or a different hat. So that's why there's so many dressed exactly the same because it's literally when we went through all of these guys played their counterparts that they were shooting. It's very weird and kind <laughs> and of this is like 25 minutes of these like funny gags with like the tree and the barrel and the fight on the balcony mixed with just blue men running across the yard get, getting shot. Yeah. Falling yes. over. And then like three of them will die and then we'll have a gag and then like five of them will die and then we'll have another <laughs> gag. And it's just constant just shooting and just people falling over. And none of this is storyboarded or anything. All of the effects were conceived in Peter Jackson's head. Like what I told you about the machete where right. they cut it out. He didn't storyboard that. He made a prop visualizing in his mind what the camera angle would be so when they did it, where the tube would have to be to blow out the blood. Like It's crazy to think that he kept all of this in his mind while also keeping a full-time job up until like this portion of the movie. <laughs> right. <sighs> so we get Jackson comes out, Alien Jackson with an AK, and Ozzy throws a machete through his neck. Yes. And his gun, so his gun like starts shooting off, and it hits Lord Crumb, who starts transforming. Oh, also, when he's pierced through the neck, he's dangling with his feet. I thought that was oh, a cute yeah. little effect. Just like Predator. Yeah. And there's a... Stick around. <laughs> Peter Jackson talked about having the knife in his neck and having to get up, walk over to the camera, make sure that it was in focus and the exposure was set, and then walking back. Like, what a weird visual that must be. Yes. So Crumb's transforming. Does it do the we oh, 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 sound effect? Did it? I don't remember. It doesn't. I'm making a joke. Okay. It's a Transformers. Transformers. Oh. More oh, than okay. meets the eye. I derailed you. Yes, it finally happened. And now we're in 50 minutes into so this. So all the blue guys transform and we have stomping electro rock music. Their asses are breaking out of their jeans. And so they all take off. All the guys take off through the woods. The guys, they go through the woods and the blue men, aliens are chasing them. <laughs> they make it to the car and they get in and they're driving off and the aliens are all pissed off. And I give them the finger as they're going away. <laughs> and so the alien's pretty clever. He cuts across as the road is winding. They do a drive-by and kill him. The friends keep running, but they, that one shoots the grill of the car. So the car ends up breaking down and they leave. You got Brock Sampson who is going with them. And then he's like, no, guys, I'm going back. And he takes the Magnum. He strips off except for his yeah. red tank top and starts bounding back to the car where he gets the crate. This is like where he turns to 80s badass. It's so good. Oh, it's perfect. The two aliens get in the car and they make vroom vroom noises <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as they pretend to drive the broken down car. <laughs> then they accidentally turn on the radio and the metal is playing. And they're like, ah, loud noises. And he blows them up with a bazooka that was made out of a plastic <laughs> pipe that Peter Jackson painted in his parents' garage. Oh, <laughs> and it looked good. It's great. It looked really good. And it's uh, achieved by fireworks on fishing line. That's how you get the missile. <laughs> and they blow up a car. Oh, it's awesome. When he when Frank sees it later, he's like, my car. I actually felt bad for him. It's a pretty cool looking car. 
I don't know what model it is. It might be a purple Mustang for all I know, but it's cool. <laughs> they go back to the house. That's right. After they use the bazooka. Ah, yeah, see? Crumb and the aliens hide in the house. Yeah. Frank goes back to help Ozzy. And then, yeah, Lord Crumb thinks that the humans are dead. He's like, let's go home. The humans are dead. And then Ozzy RPGs the house. Which was achieved by making a half-size miniature, which only had two facade walls, and they blew up the corner of it. It's pretty fascinating because they only were able to do that based on the money they got from the film commission. And they shot that on Peter Jackson's friend's parents' farm. And <laughs> you can see there are multiple times throughout the film where they're in front of the miniature and people wouldn't even notice. There's a part where they're literally carrying each other out of the house. It looks it's a miniature. Wait, it looks exactly does it actually blow up the house? Just the, the corner, corner of it. Oh, what's the it's scene like where it, he shoots it and it goes through the window and blows up the sheep? That's after. Side? Oh, okay. It goes through that hole and blows up the sheep. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Gotcha. It goes through People the hole like, he what? cut himself that has the... <laughs> yeah. I think we did. Did we even mention that? Uh -uh. Yeah, I did. Oh, you, think you oh, did? did? He he, he jumps over the hedge first and then there's a door, but instead of going through the door, oh, yeah. he cuts through the wall. But it's like the shape of his chainsaw. Yeah, it's the comic book. You know? I love it. Cartoon. It's out. everything I want in life. <laughs> That's your Who Framed Roger right there. Yes. So Ozzy RPGs the corner of the house and Lord Crumb gets, he's like wankers and gets up. <laughs> <laughs> and Ozzy and Frank are storming the house to driving electro music again. Ozzy has a machete. Well, this first he has just a piece of wood and then he's like, oh no, I'm yeah. going to use this machete. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things he does, so they like hack and slash a couple of the aliens, but he does a speed bag punch to the alien's face and then <laughs> knees him in the balls and just yeah. leaves him. Yeah. So rad. This is where Derek chainsaws the wall to get in and yeah. the person in, in the shape of a person holding a chainsaw. And then he chainsaws the other alien through the back of his head, through the front, causing his head to split in twain, which if you've seen Dead Alive, you know there's a scene where there's a famous head that gets split in twain. Won't ruin it for these jack-offs. Spoilers. But then you realize <laughs> that head case has gone completely crazy because they're like, oh, God, he's gone feral. And he's like, you bastards. And just starts storming the house as they like bail. At some point, he picked up some brains that were on the ground and opened up his head and like shoved some like alien brains into his brains. <laughs> Correct. They're like, Derek's gone crazy. <laughs> and then so after they escape the house, Lord Crumb shoots Brock Sampson in the leg and he goes up to the cockpit. And so this is a weird thing that happens. The grass around the house pulls up and under into the house, which was achieved by putting <laughs> AstroTurf and just literally dragging people. They get off. Then there's an even smaller miniature of the house, which they used and hung on the crane they made for the camera that they had to reshoot nine times because the smoke machine would get blown by the wind and you'd see the crane. <laughs> so they did that nine times. Then there's an even smaller miniature that they made out of boxes of film for the scene where it's in outer space that was turning on a gramophone turntable. <laughs> the houses looked great, too. Crazy. Yeah, they did. I, I was surprised when I saw it. I was like... Hey, that looks really good. It's because he had a lot of time on his hands because nobody was fucking Peter Jackson at this point <laughs> in his life. <laughs> the grass that it was pulling into the house, Lord Crumb was in the cockpit, like turning like a, it looked like he was rolling down a window. Like he was like yeah. rolling in the grass. Like. Oh, we have some millennial listeners, so you'll have to just say cranking because they've cranking. never actually rolled the window down. <laughs> so then it's. Lord Crumb on the phone and he's like, oh, they killed all the third class laborers. I've got some great samples for you. I'll be home in 20 minutes. And this is where Headcase realizes, oh, fuck, I'm in outside space. So he revs up that chainsaw. Best kill. Best by far. Chad, why don't you walk us through this? I feel like you deserve it. Mm, yeah. All right. 
Do you he remember what happened? You said it was the best kill, so I had a feeling yeah. you'd actually remembered it. If you didn't, blink once for yes, twice for no, and I'll give it to him. I've been kind of like... I'll give you a starting point, so... <laughs> I'll basically do it because you faked it. No, so like, they're in space, and he revs up the chainsaw, and Lord Crumb is... Like, oh, crap. He's like, there's no chainsaws in space. Yeah. Right. And he basically just cuts from his head all the way through his body. Well, first he distracts him by he cutting cut a, a circle. perfect hole that right. falls onto his head. <laughs> and, and then he, he says, suck my spinning steel, shithead. <laughs> dives through him out his ass and then hollows him out. And as he gets shit out, covered in shit and blood, he says, I'm born again. And then he puts on Lord Crumb's skin. As if he's Leatherface, and he says, I'm coming to get you, bastards! <laughs> As he laughs maniacally, and the rocket just keeps going into space before it cuts back to Earth. And you got Smokey McGillicuddy and Brock Sampson, and Smokey's like, here's a cigarette. He's like, but I don't smoke. So he drops his friend's head, puts a cigarette in his mouth, and the movie <laughs> vaguely ends as they get into Derek's car and drive away. They drive away to bad taste by the remnants. There you go. Boom. That song. <laughs> it's in the credits. The credits are delightfully short, and it ends with the end. What a nice little bow for this amazing movie. Gentlemen, I have a whole documentary and symposium worth of trivia to get into. Are there any points you want to make while I look through and see the only important stuff? I just want to point out that this movie is absolutely worth watching, and it starts out absolute shit, but it's so fun by the end. After reading the trivia and everything that Peter Jackson put into this movie. Like I had a newfound respect for the movie itself and Peter Jackson, and it made me like the movie more. Yeah, I totally agree with that. It's crazy that you can see somebody who was just so needlessly innovative. That's the thing. It's not as though he was making this movie because he was desperate to like make a living. This was just his passion project. And I think it's so cool to see somebody have nailed it so greatly. So we'll look at the details we actually organically kind of talked about everything basically he said that he was happy to make it as gory as he possibly could and he said it's funny i don't particularly like gore when it's absolutely serious i like it when you can laugh at it whenever we had gore i wanted it to be over the top to make you laugh i think that's very effectively translated in this film he referenced in his symposium how movies like texas chainsaw and henry portrait of a killer don't actually have overt gore it has the illusion of gore so he talked about kind of subverting that where those movies are psychologically traumatizing whereas this because it shows the gore in such a grotesque and like obscene fashion it makes it funny and then he was almost offered the gig with new line cinema to do nightmare on elm street part six which i'm huh. glad he spared himself from doing because yeah. i don't know if you win an academy award with that on your resume no and that my friends is all the trivia i had to add so do you think if he gets a girlfriend during making this movie, we ever get this movie? <laughs> nah. If he's getting P on the reg, I don't think so. Or V. Or A. <laughs> Probably especially A. Because I feel like when Derek gets shit out of the ass, that, that's some anal retention, some <laughs> issues there. <laughs> yeah, I just imagine like, oh, every Sunday I will be busy for the next four years. And his girlfriend being like, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Not if you want to see this P with your V and the A. Boys, is this a classic, a trashic, or a tragic? I vote classic. I enjoyed it throughout, and it was hilarious, and I'd watch it again. I'm going to say classic. I also say classic. I thought I was going to have a hot take. I was dead set that you guys were going to both be like, tragic, or not tragic, trashic, rather, where it's good, bad. 
But this movie is a good, good movie. It it is effective in all of the ways it sets out to be on no budget. It's incredibly profitable. It's innovative. It's funny. I'm going to say for me, it beats Jaws. I don't think it's so for you. But for me, I like this movie more than Jaws. The pacing is really good. Like this is a movie you could totally just watch whenever. Jaws, I feel like it's kind of hard sometimes to just sit and watch because of how long it takes to get like to action and stuff. Yeah, which is funny because when we There's watch like that two movie, different tones, yeah. we talked about the pacing being perfect. But then you watch a movie like this, it's so tight and concise. You're like, I do like that runtime. Right. Like, I think it's just a mood that's different, though. It's not like the pacing is not off from Jaws, but there is a lot more talking and a lot more, you know, just. We're all so goofballs. Like, yeah, I yeah, like yeah. horror comedy more than I ever like horror. Like, I think that like the absurdity is fun. Right. This is my classic. I don't think that it's the general classic. I think objectively Jaws is a better movie. But in terms of like innovation and everything, I would put Peter Jackson up against Steven Spielberg in that capacity. Yeah. Like Steven Spielberg had to jerry rig that entire fucking movie and figure something out. But Peter Jackson did the same fucking thing with no budget. Right. But I'll leave it to the quorum. Can we are we overtaking Jaws or are we leaving it? I, it sounds like a hard pass. For me. Yeah. Just say I, hard. Pass. I still like Jaws. OK, then with that. What about you, Jimmy? It's hard for me to like reconcile the two because it's it's they're so different yeah i mean how can you compare a thirty thousand dollar movie to jaws and i just think it's like apples to oranges at this point even though they're movies they're yeah. still for me it's like what's well, it be like shawshank redemption versus rescuers down under yeah they're so far apart it's okay to say that this is a classic for me or for all for all of us and we're not saying it's better than jaws but you could still like it better than Jaws. That's right. That's me. I concede that. I think that Jaws is objectively better, but I like this more. Perfect example. There you go. So, boys, I think it's time for those last action lines. If you don't mind busting them out, Jim, you go first. Beep, beep, fuck, boys. <laughs> Chad, you go next. <laughs> Enjoy killing time. Until next week. And for these doofuses, for the doofuses at home, for the doofuses on planet Smorgasbord or whatever the fuck, for Derek spinning through space to go get revenge on these goddamn bad tasteful aliens, my name is Jake, reminding you to go out there and do something you love. And remember that all work and no power play makes Jack a dull boy. There you have it, another episode of Slasher's Podcast in the can. I am going to miss bad taste, and I kind of wish I could do it again next week, but unfortunately we're moving on to other things. I want to tell you about our hidden track for the week, which is Grave Huffa. Born of the band's initial detonation, HRB and Aether Bunny, they first became Crom with a K, which obviously I'm going to prefer as a Robert E. Howard fan, but then became Grave Huffa. They were formerly signed with Blunt Face Records. They are now signed with No Slip Records, and they have a bunch of shows coming out. You should check out their Facebook, facebook.com slash slash events, and you'll see that they are playing September 13th, 14th, 19th, 28th, October 18th, October 31st. Good on you, boys. You should definitely be doing Halloween shows. And November 1st are just announced. So, without further ado, this is Grave Huffa with Kill for Sport.
We are recording, we are recording. Shh. Recording the podcast, recording the podcast. I think that we're using battery power. Jim, could you check this cord down here? I'm tinkling, tinkling, ding, ding, do dee, do dee. Is it plugged in? It is not. We're plugging it in to save my AAA batteries that I buy from Costco. Like everything is from Costco. Like basically, I live at Costco. I'm a Derek, and Derek's don't run. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. <laughs>